Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Barely Backcountry Podcast. We've got another guest on today. we got Dan Collins on. He's a, an outdoorsman, he's a professional archer, he works at Kafaru out in Wyoming. Um, we had a really good conversation about his career in barebow recurve archery over the past few years and then him transitioning over to a compound bow for the upcoming year. We also had talked about some hunting stuff and all that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. I know I certainly did. Before we get into that, though, if you want to check out the podcast social media, it's barely underscore backcountry underscore podcast on Instagram, and my personal is c.dillashaw on Instagram. Um, but without any further ado, I'll get you into the conversation with Dan. All right, guys, we got another episode of the Barely Backcountry Podcast. We got another guest on today. We got Dan Collins on. He's uh, an outdoorsman, professional archer, works at Kafaru in Wyoming. Um, kind of living the dream, it sounds like, but... Dan, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll get started with some questions. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, just Daniel Columns, and uh, basically, what I like to do is hunt, shoot bows, um, and just live that that free life out here in Wyoming, exploring these mountains. Nice, nice. So, have you kind of been into the outdoors from the beginning? Been into archery for a while, or is this a little bit newer thing? Uh, for, for archery, I've really only been doing archery for three years. Um, and, and the intent behind that was to, to really be a better hunter. Cause I grew up rifle hunting. My dad got me into hunting when I was, I don't know, I think I killed my first deer when I was six or seven and, uh, been a part of my life ever since. Um, you know, I was homeschooled. That's how I was brought up. And just, um, you know, after school every day, you'd go out and, and, uh, which, you know, got out of school pretty fast when it was just you and, um, and luckily I had woods behind all of our houses we lived in and, uh, just, you know, screw around and, and just, you know, just, it was a good way to grow up. Um, really got me into, you know, animal, animal behavior and all that stuff and just shooting squirrels and stuff. So all that was, that was cool. Nice. So then what kind of got you into archery then? Archery, I, I got into traditional archery first um, and just recently switched to compound. And the reason I got into traditional was just because I thought it was just so cool yeah. and, uh, you know, it would make me a better hunter and everything. And and honestly, when I switched, I guess it's been, this will be my fourth season um, with a bow. And uh, I, the first three were just, they were honestly so hard. Um getting on deer and everything, especially with the recurves, very difficult in Eastern Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I got, I got lucky, um, a few times and, and then made a few, uh, good decisions. So I've been, I've been, you know, I've harvested deer with the recurve and, um, out to Wyoming when I was 18, I spent 30 days out here, um, by myself, just hunting and, you know, screwing around. And I got, um, just a mule deer tag that year and on the third day of the hunt i actually got a mule deer with my recurve um and after that i was hooked on not only bow hunting i was hooked on you know wyoming and you know eventually to be able to move out here is just that's been a dream in itself it's been super cool nice so how with the recurve how long did it take you to kind of get to where you were able to compete with it and compete at a high level um, I kind of, I kind of went, um, relatively fast. I, I had a lot of, you know, the right people in my life at the right time. Um, you know, my original coach is a guy named Jim Laird 
and uh he just saw me shooting at the archery shop one day and um, i was i was there to pick up a hoyt satori um because i was really getting into you know hunting with a recurve mm-hmm. i didn't have any desire to be a tournament archer and uh um, it kind of through his guidance and him giving me bows and arrows and he was like let's go to this tournament and let's go to this tournament because you, you know you can really do well um and that first year with the recurve um i won the high school nationals um and you know i thought that was the top of the game like <laughs> you can't get any better than high school yeah. nationals. Uh, i was a senior so then the next year um decided to compete on that national level with ibo and asa you know against the best barebow shooters in america and uh, just you know training hard and everything I, I used to shoot 300 arrows a day really to to train for these shoots and mm-hmm. uh, that got me there fast um so last year uh, or 2020 uh was the first i dove into that and i did i did pretty well i, I got asa shooter of the year um and then it was really good and then this year was the biggest so it's just yeah. you know it's a gradual pro- progression but it's been getting better every year nice so for people listening that are maybe just hunters and don't know too much about it kind of explain like what the asa ibo is like what kind of tournaments are those and how does that all work yeah basically asa and ibo are the big two organizations in america that um you know control all the tournament shooting um asa is like where you're levi morgan and dan mccarthy and all the the top names and compound shoot so it brings in you know the best level pro compounders it brings in all your amateur compound shooters, which there's normally about 2,000 shooters per tournament. Wow. Um, and then you have your recurve and your barebow as well. Um, and, and you know, getting into, you know, IBOs, um, the only difference between ASA and IBO is IBO has unknown yardage. So every target, you have no idea what the yardage is. And in some classes in the ASA, you can have a rangefinder, so you know exactly what it is. Um and that's pretty much the only two organizations that run uh, very, I don't know, regulation style tournaments in America. And uh, um, they're cool. I would suggest anybody to go to them. They're very, uh, um, it's a good way to have high stress. And, you know, high stress shooting helps you in the woods as well. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. So this year you qualified for Worlds, correct? Uh, yes. So how does the qualification work for that? Are they just pulling the best shooters from ASA IBO or is it a completely different thing? Well, um, so there was a qualification at ASAs this year. Um, It was before the actual ASA tournament. And basically you had to be the top three shooters um, at that tournament in your class um, to make the world team. And we were going to Turney, Italy. Um, Never been to Italy. Never thought I'd leave the country, honestly. And, uh, so, you know, it's kind of, that's extremely high stress and, and it brings the best shooters in America, the top 10 for sure, um, 3d barebow archers. So, um, going into it was, it was cool. Um, you know, training a lot, getting ready for it. Um, I just gotten back from Colorado. Um, I was out here shooting the best, best tournament with Aaron. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, me and him, I think we, we won the, the best, the best, and then uh, immediately went from my hunting setup there into the barebow setup. 
and uh, was was shooting with the best in the country, which I had already done, you know, like the year before I was shooting with Dwayne and Robbie and Matt Yaka, you know, they're all the best in America. So I ended up qualifying second in that tournament um, right behind Dwayne and uh, Robbie was the third. So we all three went to, uh, to Italy in this September. So yeah, that whole, that whole ride was cool. So for those listening, just kind of explain like what a bare bow is and then what your, what your setup was going into worlds. Yeah. So a bare bow is basically a hunting recurve. It's a recurve, but it's, it's beefier, it's longer, it's, it's heavier just to help with, um, you know, um, stability, shootability and everything. Cause you know, the heavier the bow, the more stable you're going to be able to shoot. Um, so, um, my riser is a, a WF risers the riser itself 29 inches and i'm shooting medium limbs uh for people who don't know for recurve there's ilf limbs so you can have shorts mediums and longs um so my bow was four inches long so super long but you know which makes a forgiving bow um that but that's the standard for bare bow it just depends you know if you're a tall guy you might shoot a 76 inch bow maybe um mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm six four so i'm i'm fairly tall and then you know if you're if you're a shorter guy you might shoot just a, a 70 inch bow but it's all in that wind um for arrows i shot very light arrows because we couldn't uh judge we had to judge yardage in italy we couldn't okay. know, so light arrows um like 260 grain arrows wow. um yeah uh, you could pretty much just hit it with your finger and it'd break. But, um, <laughs> you know, I was shooting 800 spine, um, X impacts just to get that okay. flight arrow trajectory, which helps with judging yardage. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Nice. So then how did, uh, how did worlds go for you? Uh, it went, it went better than I expected. Um, I, you know, in there, there was, I think 3000 competitors are right around there. Mm-hmm. Um, 200 in my class and, you know, names like David Jackson out of France is just, he, he is the Levi Morgan of, of Barbo. Um, he's a guy that everybody's looked up to for a long time. And I got to shoot off with him to see who would make the gold medal match um, to win. Really. So it was, it was pretty amazing that level of shooter, which I really didn't think I'd, I would be there, but it just ended up happening. Um, you know, the first day of quality, uh, fair well, but not where I wanted to be. I ended up in ninth, um, in qu- first day of qualifications. And then the second day I shot a little stronger and ended up fourth. So fourth, and then you have to shoot semifinals and quarterfinals and all that fun stuff to get you into, um, the actual semifinals that are the top four. So I had right. two, I had to win two tournaments after qualifications to be fourth was my seed going into semifinals. And so I shot fourth against number one, which was David and he beat me by two points, um, in the, the semifinals. And if I beat him, I would went on to the gold and silver match, but since he beat me, I went on to the bronze and, uh, and uh you know the bronze belt match so that's how that went nice nice so now you're back from that and from what i see on your social media now you're switching over to a compound bow right 
I am. It's it's kind of just, um, you know, I don't want to like sound arrogant or anything because I'm not. But like when you hit that level, I'm always trying to be better or find new things um, just to to push myself. And you know, you can't really go any further than that in barebow and um, you know, the competition pool is not as big. There's only shooters in the world where in compound there might be 4,000 of those, you know. So it's it's a bigger scene. It's just it's just a bigger stage, and I just want to I just wanna see how I'm going to do with it. So going into next year, I think I'm going to shoot Vegas and ASAs and all those and try to um, do as best as I can, but who knows where that's going to go. It's just kind of a new experiment. Nice. What's your uh... – What's your bow setup looking like for your at least your tournament style? We can get into the hunting stuff later, but yeah. So um, right now I'm shooting a PSE. They're 37 inch axle axle bow um, with 30 inch front bar and like I think they're 16 inch back bars. I'm shooting a V bar, so <laughs> a lot of stabilizer and yeah. uh, it holds steady. Um, and uh, right now I'm shooting getting ready for vegas so i'm shooting big fat aluminum arrows um and you know i'm shooting the open sight so there's a scope in my sight which is way different than a recurve yeah so, you know that's fun to figure out but you know i like you know i have i have good people around me like aaron he knows everything about tuning a, a compound so if i don't know something i'm just like hey what's up with this and he you know he tells me what's up and i can get it fixed but it's definitely a new learning experience for me i'm going through right now yeah absolutely so you said you're vegas that's going to be kind of your first big tournament with a compound yeah and it's, i guess it's the biggest tournament um uh like vegas if you win vegas as a pro compound it's like eighty thousand dollars so yeah uh, it brings the best shooters in the world so i guess i'm just i tell people i'm diving in head first yeah yeah, I actually, so I live in Vegas, um, so the Vegas shoot is 30 minutes from me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but this was the first year that, so I've been working at a local pro shop for the last year or so, but this was the first year that I kind of was around the Vegas scene um, for the shoot and went there for a, a day. Um, yeah, it's a it's a big, big tournament, so. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I, I better get my, my rooms booked so that I can get the actual hotel that's there. Um, yeah uber or carry a bow around um the strip on vegas <laughs> that would suck yeah yeah it's funny walking into the casino where the shoot is at and there's just people walking around with bows on the casino floor it's kind of funny to see that yeah nervous when they walk in and don't know what's going on yeah yeah exactly yeah we get it all the time at the shop people walk in and they're like i could just walk into the casino with my bow we're like yeah yeah there's no problem doing that at all everybody else will be doing it so that's awesome. But cool, man. So kind of getting away from the tournament stuff, going back into kind of Wyoming and hunting and all that stuff. So within what the last year or so you moved to Wyoming and started working at Kafaru? Yeah, I I started working at Kafaru um I guess uh here six months ago. And uh before that I was down there helping Aaron guide um all dad hunters um with Scotty in Texas. And uh, that place is awesome. Anybody that's wanting to book an all dead hunt with him should definitely do it. Um, but yeah, just six months here. Um, 
which has been a dream. Like as soon as Aaron uh, brought up the opportunity, I was like, yeah, I'll take you up on that for sure. Nice. Uh, you know, get to move out West from Tennessee was cool. And um, I think, I think this summer me and Ken, we, we pretty much hang out all the time. And um, I think we missed maybe one weekend all summer. We were out every weekend in the mountains, either scouting, fishing or, or whatever. So uh, it's been awesome. It really has. Nice. How did you get in touch with Aaron and Kafar and all that? How did that opportunity come to be? It was all through archery. Um, I uh, guess Aaron heard that I was a pretty good recurve shooter back in, uh, I guess that was 2021. So last year. Um, and uh, he invited me out to the best of the best shoot. And he was like, you can stay at my house and all this. And I'm like, literally, when Aaron texted me that, um, I used to mow yards and I was mowing a yard. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> just sent me a text and told me I'd come out. So I drove a little Tacoma, um, my dad's Tacoma all the way from Chattanooga, Tennessee to, to Denver and, uh, and shot in the best of the best and just hung out with him. And, uh, you know, through that, he actually offered me the, the job. And I was just, he was like, um, when we moved to Wyoming, you have a spot and then the whole Texas thing worked out. So yeah, all through archery. Nice. So what are you doing at Kafara? What's your role there? Um, uh, basically I'm the shipping floor manager. So, um, just the shipping assembly and everything. I oversee that and just making sure packages go out and, and everything. We were from the move, which was, a, it was a much bigger move than I think a lot of people, um, realize and uh we were five thousand orders behind and and we're just you know a lot to catch up on when we got here and we finally are, are right at it so uh it's been pretty cool there yeah nice yeah i used to so i worked for go hunt who's another big company in the outdoor industry and i was a part of their warehouse move a few years ago so i kind of know what you're talking about it's definitely definitely quite the undertaking trying to move a warehouse and deal with orders at the same time oh yeah orders start stacking and 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 all that a lot of logistics that are a lot of stuff over my head but um yeah i do what i'm told and uh go hunting on the weekends (laughs) nice cool so getting into the hunting thing what did your 2022 hunting season look like for you so unfortunately i put in for a lot of tags in wyoming but i didn't draw hardly anything, um, except a couple doe tags. So, uh, that was, that was a little bit of a heartbreak. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, for sure, because I live here now and I have nothing to do. Um, so I bought a leftover cow tag and, um, I've only hunted that twice because I've been helping, um, Anders, another guy that works here and I've been helping Kenny and just, uh, hunting around. But then the last few weeks I've been going to Nebraska um, every weekend actually to try to get a, a buck over there. Um, and it's been hard. I finally just got a, uh, permission to a private property. So I hope, hope that turns into more deer opportunity as well. Um, but yeah, basically if, if I had a tag eight hours away, I'd probably drive there every weekend <laughs> until I got, um, it's just, I didn't have many tags this year. So, um, yeah, I think I am going to go down to Texas and probably shoot a, uh, um, all dad at some point. Nice. You going to go down there and guide again next year with Aaron or I think, I think we're going to guide just a little bit, probably, um, 
um, you know, a couple, three weeks here and there. Um, I just, there's just so much stuff going on, on up here. And Aaron, Aaron's like, there's just too much. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent cool with, um, but it is, it is definitely a place that I cannot wait to get back to because that ranch that Scott has is, is really is the best all that ranch in America. And there's a hundred thousand acres there. That's just a hundred percent yours. And you can just go shoot as many sheep as you want kind of thing. Yeah. Cause there's no tag system. You can just shoot away. So it's pretty awesome. Nice. What's uh? What is an all dead hunt like compared to like a you know like your high country mule deer or an elk hunt or something like that? Is it kind of a similar style of hunting or is it different? You know, we we got a lot of new hunters when we were down there, like first time kills and stuff. Um, and I would say it's so much like mule deer. Um, it's a very good way for somebody to understand how to stalk mule deer um, and how alert mule deer are. Like there's mule deer on that ranch as well. And they all act almost exactly the same. Um, you know, if, if an odd dad smells you while you're 500 yards away, he's gone. And, uh, you know, they're very alert animals, but there's so much volume of animals that you can, you can be on opportunity stocks, you know, probably 20 times a day on a regular hunting day. So there, there's a lot of opportunity, um, but it also teaches a new hunter um, what to look for in an animal. Um, but that's pretty much, you know, they act like mule deer, but you get a lot more opportunities in a mule deer. Nice. Yeah, I, I see it all over social media every year between, you know, Aaron's Instagram and Scotty's and all that stuff. It looks like a looks like a blast. It's definitely, definitely on my list to get down there at some point. Heck yeah, you need to get down there. I need to. <laughs> Cool. So going into next year, I'm assuming, are you going to hunt with a compound also? Or are you going to stick with the recurve for hunting? No, I am 100% switching to compound for hunting. And, and my plan was actually for this hunting season to be hunting with a compound um, in tournaments with a recurve. Um, just because um, one of the realizations I had down in Texas was I kind of like, you know, shooting stuff. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh you know a recurve limits a lot of opportunities and i just don't i don't like that at my you know stage in my life and maybe when i'm 40 years old like aaron and and he's killed everything in america maybe i'll get to that stage one day and i'll want to switch back but for right now i'm all about making opportunities happen and uh every opportunity i have in front of me i hope that i capitalize on it kind of thing yeah and so that's why i'm shooting a compound for hunting for sure nice Switching from a recurve to compound, how much like carryover was there as far as like technique and all that stuff? Um, well, I picked up a compound in like, um, I don't know. It took me 20 shots before I was grouping the same as Aaron. Um, all a bow is, is, is form. Mm -hmm. And, um, as soon as you, I had to figure out how does this hinge work or how does this work and all this you know stuff how do you look through a peep site because i literally never shot a compound um so i'm i'm picking it up and i'm i'm looking at it and aaron's laughing and i'm like yeah this is completely foreign but the you know the fundamentals are the same across the board is how your form's supposed to be and everything so i picked it up very fast um so, so that's that's good for sure nice
what is your do you have your like hunting bow set up for next year already or are you kind of waiting to see what comes out this year um right now i'm actually shooting that uh psc mach 34 they just with um it's kind of a little bit lighter than i normally shoot for recurve or compound it's like um five pounds uh with the quiver and with the sight and everything because it's carbon um but i actually hold it really well so i'm shooting that i'm shooting that currently um but i'm one of those guys that i like to change stuff a lot so i'll probably have three or four different bows before hunting season next year if i was being honest with you yeah are you uh are you planning on shooting a hinge for hunting also kind of like aaron's been doing oh yeah yeah i i've screwed around with a uh uh thumb button and, and puncher and all that but um I, I just keep coming back to the hinge just because it's so similar. I can build my shot mentally the same way as I did with the recurve um, with the hinge. For some reason, I can't do that the same way with the thumb button or a puncher. I just, I don't know, I get jittery and I can't build the same shot process as I do with recurve. So, because um, I try to keep that similar, my whole shot process with I'm shooting a, a bow or a gun or a recurve. Nice. Yeah, I just started shooting a hinge earlier this year, and yeah, it's definitely something I plan on hunting with because I've I've hunted with a thumb before, and I haven't shot at an animal, but I've been able to draw back a couple times, and just trying to keep mentally from punching the barrel on that thing is tough. So yeah, no, I can I can get a few shots in before I start punching, you know, yeah. um, punching that barrel and bending it. Um, that's what Aaron says. He's like, I'm gonna bend this barrel if an animal gets in front of me um which is true but are you gonna hunt with the click on the the hinge i think so yeah i've been so i've been shooting the the ultra view the hinge too for okay the, i don't know getting close to a year probably um but yeah i've been using it with the click i think i am gonna hunt with the with the click so yeah i've been i've been going back and forth between click and no click um and honestly i like them both the same it's just when I first started with the hinge, the click kind of scared me a little bit, but yeah, no, I'm good now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the click. I think a lot of people, when they have a problem with the click, it's because they're like using it improperly. Like the click should be like starting your shot process. In my opinion, at least like if you're aiming, 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 and then the click goes off, that's in my opinion, the wrong way to use the click. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I, I see, because I shoot tournaments all the time, I see a great panic um, yeah. with compound recurve and everything. And the click can definitely scare scare people, um, high-stress situations, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, when I first started, I was using the like an index puncher-style release, and I was able to kind of command shoot pretty well for maybe a year or so, and then it got real bad on the target panic, so I had to switch over to a a resistance for a while and now i i can comfortably shoot a resistance or thumb or anything without punching it but it it took a while awesome dude you're in the you're in the top five percent then <laughs> yeah. everything yeah yeah i see it all the time at the shop i mean i mean every new shooter when they first start there's most of them are starting on an index release and everybody command shoots at you know starting out and then in my opinion, that usually ends up leading to target panic of some kind. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, 
that kind of covers most of the questions I got. So real quick, how can people, how can people find you? Uh, you can find me mainly through uh, Instagram um, um, at Dan Columns, um, Facebook, I guess, all those platforms. But um, at Kafaru too, I'm I'm on there a bunch. But yeah, um, that's where you can find me. Sweet. So real quick, two questions I want to try to ask every guest before we end it is one for a book recommendation. I try to read fairly often. So is there a book you kind of always go back to, whether it be a, it doesn't even have to be an outdoors or archery book or anything like that. But um, I tell you, it's funny. I, I, I've never been much of a reader, but um, I, I would say if I had to pick two books, um, one is the bows of the little Delta, um, which is a recurve book about, um, Y'all have to read it. There's a bunch of pictures in there, which I like pictures in books, but uh, it's just about Alaska and recurves and people killing stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then um, the Bible and then very much everything after that. Is, I read a lot of financial books, but that's not that's not very uh, uh, exciting. Nice. Cool. And then last question before we let you go. Um, who's a who's a guest you think I should have on somebody you think you'd have? have a good story that people would like to hear be inspired by get educated from um see here i think you should i think you should have aaron on um i'll uh i'll talk to him about it absolutely yeah i'd appreciate it he's uh he's definitely on the list he's probably at the top of my list he's the guy that (laughs) if i have a question about archery tuning or backpack hunting or anything like that i go digging through the internet to try to find a video or instagram post from him so he definitely knows more about it than anybody. Yeah. Uh, has definitely lived the life, but um, yeah, Aaron's definitely a solid, solid candidate. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have him on at some point. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, taking, taking your time, but um, I appreciate it. So real quick before we let you go, anything else you want to say? No, no, man. I just, I appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, I, getting just my voice out there and hopefully if anybody wants um any help as far as recurve um now that i'm shooting a compound i really like just helping people a lot and uh um, so if you have any questions as far as recurve or any tuning problems or mental um target panic problems just reach out to me and i'll i'll help you the best i can awesome cool man well good luck to you at all your tournaments coming up um Hopefully I can see you at the Vegas shoot. I'm going to try to get back into town for that. Yeah, dude. I look forward to meeting you there. And uh, heck yeah. Cool, man. Well, you have a good day and uh, I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Peace out. See you. Bye. All right, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Dan. I know I certainly did. Dan, if you're listening, thank you so much for coming on. Had a great conversation with you. Um, good luck in the upcoming year, and hopefully this time next year we can get you back on and talk about all this, all the success you had with a compound bow. Um, real quick, one more time, if you guys want to check out the podcast social media, it's barely underscore backcountry underscore podcast on Instagram, and my personal is c.dillashaw. But again, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.